Welcome to the podcast for North Decatur Presbyterian Church. We are a Presbyterian USA congregation located in Decatur, Georgia. You can find out more information about the church, our service to the community, and our great education programs for children, youth, and adults at ndpc.org. And you can follow us on Facebook. If you're in the Atlanta area, we hope you'll come and join us in person. That's it. On to this week's scripture and sermon. Would you believe that there is a word to us in the scripture about freedom? Well, there are a lot of them. But the word we're going to hear today is from Paul's letter to the Galatians. From the fifth chapter, this is verse 13 and 14. It's short, so listen up or you'll miss it. For you were called to freedom, my brothers and my sisters. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for self-indulgence. But through love, become servants of one another. For the whole of the law is summed up in a single commandment. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. That is the word of God for you, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Freedom. Yeah, sometimes freedom in America feels less like a living ideal and more like an advertising slogan. I made the mistake of Googling freedom and America and looking at what came up. Hundreds of homemade images pop up. Almost all of them have soldiers or guns in them. They are inevitably surrounded by other things, flags and fireworks and white women in swimsuits. And of course, eagles, right? Nothing is more free than an eagle. I have respect for all of those things. But we trivialize the gift of freedom when... We say that freedom happens mostly or only because of armed conflict. Freedom in the United States is often a caricature of actual freedom. I'm glad for people who have a sense of humor about these things. I discovered also a series of memes that's out there, all based on bald eagles that poke fun at our narrow definitions of freedom. I want to show you one of them. Why are there no knock-knock jokes about America? Because freedom rings. (laughs) I dare you to to Google Eagle Freedom Meme and see what comes up later on today. It's good to laugh at ourselves. But if freedom is not something that you... not something that you gain only at the end of a gun, if freedom is more than a bird, what is it, actually? What's freedom? And the question that I want us to ask together is, what does God have to do with freedom? 
Freedom certainly has something to do with you feeling alive, with your being able to contemplate in your heart of hearts what makes for a good and useful and joyful life. And then freedom also means you being able to go out into the world and pursue that very life. I remember my kindergarten class back in 1980. I remember singing that great feminist anthem, Free to Be You and Me. Anyone else ever sang that? Yeah, come on, put your hands up, right? That song is amazing. It lets children dream about our own potential and to believe that we will grow up in a world that encourages us to reach that potential. That sounds to me a bit more like what freedom really is. It wasn't 40 years ago that our country seemed like it was on an inexorable march toward freedom for all, civil rights and racial equality, women's rights, equal pay, no matter our gender, the right to be queer, to freely love whomever it is that we love without fear of repercussion. The right to have full access to the world when we experience disability. These rights were were coming to us and we were going toward them and, and they would join together with the freedoms already guaranteed by our great Bill of Rights, the freedom to speak our minds, the, the freedom of the press, the freedom to worship the freedom against government butting into our business and oppressing us, the freedom for to vote for the people who lead us. These freedoms form the core of the blessing of living in this part of God's world. With these freedoms, each of us would enjoy life and pursue happiness. Right? You and me, Free to be you and me. But something happened on our journey to freedom. It kind of feels like we stalled out. It feels like we're a little less free. There's something called the Human Freedom Index that rates countries across the world on various scales of freedom. The United States is 23rd and dropping. We began to jail each other. More than any nation in the world, we do that. The dream of economic freedom, of economic mobility and opportunity stalled out and and policies got tweaked to make it more likely that if you're poor, you will stay that way for your whole life. Integration, mixing, races stalled out too. Our neighborhoods and our public schools are more segregated now than they were 20 years ago. Voting rights aren't expanding, they're shrinking. And religious freedom, right, religious freedom used to be about the sacred right that we all guaranteed for each other to worship the God of our choosing. It's now a euphemism, right? It describes people who won't validate the humanity of gay folk but still want to preserve their tax exemptions. In America, we have more flavors of seltzer water to choose from than anywhere else on earth. But consumer choice 
is not a substitute for actual human freedom. It kind of feels like freedom is collapsing in on itself. Freedom is based on the dignity and value of the individual life within the wider community. That's what freedom is about. But it feels like freedom has become twisted so that it's really all about me. I want to be free to be me. I don't give a damn if the exercise of my freedom infringes on yours. Ours is becoming a malignant version of freedom. You know the name Nelson Mandela, the leader of the South African freedom movement. He said to be free. To be free is is not merely to cast off one's own chains. But it is also to live in a way that respects and enhances the freedom of others. I'm sure you hear the echo of the words of Martin Luther King, who was quoting the poet Emma Lazarus, until we are all free, ain't none of us free. So what does God have to do with freedom? How does our knowledge of God, how does our awareness of God's Holy Spirit, and how does our closeness to Jesus shape our sense of what freedom really is. First, you ought to know, if you don't know by now, that the Bible is fundamentally a story about human freedom. That's the Grand Canyon. I was there a few weeks ago. In the Hebrew, the word for salvation, yesha, has the connotation of a broad place. Salvation is an open space. Salvation is a place into which we are safely delivered, a space that is broad enough and expansive enough for all of us. To be saved in, in the biblical tradition is to inhabit, to be, to be let into a space in which we all are free spiritually, existentially, and politically. Freeing us is what God does in the world. God frees us from our slavery in Egypt by parting the seas and delivering us into freedom. God sets us free from political tyranny. God also frees us from idolatry, from fidelity to money or guns or sex or any kind of false God. God frees us from from being a captive of our own fear, fear of loss, fear of failure, fear of death itself. And God frees us from from the overwhelming chains of guilt and shame. God liberates us. God frees us from sin, from all of our efforts to make a hot mess of our lives. Even when we twist freedom into something that concerns only us, God's grace, God's grace is a liberating grace. God is free. God is free. And God wants you to be free. God wants us to be free together. 
And here's the other cool thing about the way freedom works in this great story of the Bible that we share. God frees us for a reason. There is a purpose to freedom, right? It's not so that you can binge watch Netflix all day or choose your favorite seltzer water. Freedom is not an end in and of itself. God has a reason to to win your freedom. When you are free, you are free to love. Love is the purpose of freedom. Freedom is the precondition of love. You can't really love if you're not free to choose love. The Apostle Paul knew this. He says in this letter to the Galatians, which is an extended metaphor on freedom, he says, you are called to freedom, brothers and sisters, Only don't let that freedom be an opportunity to indulge your selfish impulses, but serve each other through love. All of the law, every single, every single bit of it is summed up in a single statement, love your neighbor as you love yourself. So Christ was free. And Christ gives freedom to us. When you live in the freedom of Christ, you are embarking on a lifelong journey toward the liberation of yourself. You love yourself when you are free in Christ, not the self you wish you were, the self you are right now. You let go of the shame or the the embarrassment that has been heaped on you in your life. You see yourself in your baptismal identity when you look in the mirror. When you are free in Christ, You see yourself as the beloved child of God in whom God is well-pleased right now. When you live the freedom of Christ, you also declare your freedom from the sin that would bind you. You see it. You can name it. And you know that it is already forgiven. You can acknowledge the places where your habits and your attitudes don't bring you or others into life. It could look like an addiction. It could be your pride. It could be idolatry of some kind. It could be comfort and complacency. When you are free, When Christ's freedom lives in you, you accept Christ's forgiving love and and you create these structures of accountability around you, amen, to help you discover new liberative habits and practices, freedom from sin. When you live into the freedom that Christ offers to every one of us, you are loving your neighbor each and every day in so many ways. You make time and space in your life to give and receive love. You cultivate friendships when you are free in Christ. You eat and you drink and you enjoy the goodness of life together. When you're free in Christ, you are open to new and unlikely relationships. Imagine that, new and unlikely relationships. You might even seek out people who are not like you and discover your hidden connections, your common bonds, even with your enemies. The freedom of Christ is the freedom to love others, 
to love each other into full being, not as you think they ought to be loved, but as they want you to love them. And finally, when you live the freedom of Christ, you will also find yourself standing up to all the policies and the programs that that diminish or demean our neighbors or ourselves or prevent human beings from flourishing. By the freedom of Christ, you might find yourself resisting policies that separate children from their parents. By the freedom that you know in Christ, you might resist the unjust use of force. By the freedom you have in Christ, you might resist economic policies that privilege the wealthy and the powerful at the expense of the poor. By the freedom you have in Christ, you will find yourself uh, in situations where it is not clear which freedom is the most holy and valuable. Freedoms will come into conflict with one another. By the freedom in Christ, you will take seriously questions about the freedom of unborn children and the rights of women to have autonomy over their bodies and their lives. Seeking freedom is not easy. In this nation, we enjoy an extraordinary kind of freedom. Amen? This freedom was never inevitable, and it is not guaranteed. My invitation to you, each of you, in the next few days as we go through through this great national holiday of ours and you you picnic and you put some meat on the fire and you go watch things explode in the sky. It's all good, but take some time over these next few days to take stock of your own freedom. Where are you free? What does the freedom that you have mean to you? Why has it been given to you? Where are you bound? What can you ask of God who wants your freedom? What can you ask that God to do for you to move you on the path to liberation? And finally ask, where are your neighbors still not yet free? What can you do? What's in your power? What gifts do you have? What time do you have? What energy do you have? What love do you have so that you can support someone else's liberation and in it discover your own? On this 4th of July week, may all of you, may all of us be rededicated to the great and holy journey of creating freedom with and for each other. For that is truly walking with the living God. And may you trust in the power and the grace of our liberating God, who is, even at this moment, delivering us into a good and broad and spacious place. Let the people say, Amen. Amen.